You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KVGG. Into the one o'clock hour, it's the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. Trent Condon and myself are here Monday through Friday, from noon until two, talking local sports with you. Chip Brown coming up. Twenty four seven Sports Cars covers uh, Texas. Twenty four seven Sport is that? Is the Scout Network now twenty four seven? No, they're two up. two separate entities. Okay. Still, twenty four seven sports is kind of the new upstart, if you will. Okay. Uh, Alex Halstead's over there locally with Iowa State, and Chip Brown's not there. I better get his affiliation right. Yeah, before he comes on. Scout is Horns Digest, correct? So, okay. uh, yeah, that's that's a Scout site. So you still got the three pay sites, if you will, out there. <clears throat> Rivals, yep. Scout, still number one by a long ways, right? Rivals, or is it as close? Maybe a little closer than it once was. Yeah, because they had a I don't say monopoly, but they dominated, and then Scout took a little piece of it. They did, and Scout also went the route of the NFL teams. Mm -hmm. Who bought them? Was it Fox? Rivals? No, Scout. Didn't Scout form a relationship with? I'm way over the tips of my skis. I know Rivals was bought by Yahoo. Yahoo is now who runs Rivals. I do know that part of it. And I've been a Rivals guy. Well, I'm a Hawkeye Report guy. Right. That's where you know mm-hmm. I've, I've been. And I was there back when John Miller was running it. And when John left, I just stayed there and, and got to know Tom Caker a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, Rivals, I just I guess I like the looks of it, even as they evolve and change throughout the years. And uh, I guess I'm a creature of habit, too, a little bit like no, you. No, I'm with you. Yeah, You get to a site, and you stay there. Yep, absolutely. You go everywhere, though. You like Hawkeye Lounge. I mean, you, you love well, that's my favorite the, the unaffiliated sites. places. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Hawkeye Lounge guy. Those guys, it's the wild, wild west oh, over there. Yeah, maybe they, not maybe not what it once was, but yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty fun site. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah. And, you got and the, they don't hold back, right? No, they, they no, have, no. They no. don't care. No sacred cows over there. No, not at all. They, I've, I've taken a couple of shots over there, and I've had some positive reviews. a badge reviews. of honor, Trent yes, Condon. yes. Absolutely. They don't like you. Well, and they're not, you're not doing it right, to you, right? right? Yeah. Well, that's another part of it, too. Yeah. Indeed. Good that they at least know the name. So, Chip Brown will be here. We'll preview Texas and Iowa State. Trent has, as we found out in the last hour, he's a, a strong opinion on All this in. Game. All the chips to the middle. Go Cyclones. All right. Well, you see the number? Keeps creeping up. Six and a half now, I think. That's the last keeps I saw. Creeping up. I looked early this morning, and uh, the offshore money. As the line's creeping up, mm-hmm. is on Iowa State. Mm-hmm. That's what they call reverse line movement. Mm-hmm. Somebody knows. Can something. you see the? Can you see the Nevada money, the legal money? Because I can't talk illegal trends, as you know. Right, right. <laughs> I cannot. I, I well, I can talk about it. Right. <laughs> no, I cannot see that money. We have to. I don't have that. In my so the system. percentage of the bets you can't tell that doesn't come from uh, that's on a Vegas site that you have. No. Yeah, the one that I see is Iowa State. Well, and it's moved down now. Fifty-eight percent of the cash, but the ticket count seventy-five percent on Texas. And now try to make two ways about that. Mm-hmm. So it's not as big as it was, though. So six and a half. The 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 home field advantage of Jack Trice probably five and a half. I would say probably still around there. Mm-hmm. So in neutral field, you're making Texas almost a two touchdown. Not you, but the, the mm-hmm. line makers are telling us that Texas is two touchdowns better. Than Iowa State on a neutral field. Do you buy that? No, not at I'm all. Not, I don't not, either. not at all. Is it name percept? Is it? 
I think it's more just that USC game. I agree with I you. I think that's what's driving almost all of this mm-hmm. and, and the line movement and everything. And as I said yesterday, I don't know if USC's good. Did you watch any of that Cal-USC game? I uh, just saw the uniforms for Cal. I, I, I was <laughs> right. kind of, uh, that stuck with me. No, I didn't see a ton of it, but Darnold has not been um, the be-all, end-all that a lot of people thought he was going to be this no. year. I mean, if you're a fan of an NFL team, I, I guess, you know, if you're, if you're in the market for the number one pick, you don't have a quarterback, and I guess you'd, you'd take him, right? Mm-hmm. But the, his numbers this year have not been um, anywhere close, I don't think, to the numbers that he put up last year. I mean, when he when he burst on the scene and finally took over that job last year, right. you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, have they ever got something here? And what was he doing sitting on the bench as long as he was? You know, it, was kind of, it made you wonder what's going on in the coaching, Yeah, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know if you see USC's worth a dollar. I think Washington's the best team I've seen in the Pac-12. Yeah, and, and I liked Oregon, but I knew that was going to be a tricky spot against Arizona State. There were... Already Todd Graham getting fired, rumors starting to rumble in there. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not a good start for Oregon. That conference as a whole, though, I, I think there's depth there that we haven't seen. Washington State, it's not just, okay, it's Leach, they throw the football around. Right, right. That Friday night game against USC, Washington State actually has a decent defense. Is that this week or next? This week. Wow, great. Yeah, Friday night. You know where you're going to be. I do. Uh, and baseball won't get in the way because the playoffs don't start till next week. That's right, right. yeah. Um, interesting point. Is the... The Pac-12 pecking order-wise for you, from what you've seen. Yeah. Well, let me, let me phrase it differently. Let's take the five power conferences and let's do a Trent Condon power ranking of the All five right. P5s. Top to bottom? Because the SEC's got one school, Trent. Yeah. I mean, it, it has got the school. Right. Uh, I think the Big 12 is better this year than it's been. I'm not saying yes. it's the number one, but I think that other than the very top, and I still think we both believe that Oklahoma is the very top, especially what we saw last week. Right. And the very bottom is Kansas. But then I think teams, well, two and three are Oklahoma State and TCU. But teams four through nine, pick those out of a hat. K-State had a bad game against Vanderbilt a couple weeks ago. They did. And they we, couldn't and, score. And we've seen them stub the toe in the past. And then Bill and Snyder And that was does. their first test, don't forget, yes. too. They hadn't played anybody with a pulse. But we've seen them make big improvements as the year's gone on under Snyder. So I'm not going to bury Kansas State yet and say that they couldn't even get to the championship game because I think they still could. Mm-hmm. It might be something where I very much could envision 8-1 and one or 9-0 and oh Oklahoma gets there. Mm-hmm. And then the second spot, you get like a three-way tie at 6-3 and three with Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, I hope there's a 7-2, and two, but I could see your scenario. You know, and, I could see your scenario. And then yeah. you get tiebreakers and good luck with that. I right. mean, it, it seems and then like, they pick off Oklahoma and the right, Big 12's right. on the outside looking yes, in yet again. I mean, it's right? typical Big 12 fashion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the way it's going to go. Finally, you have an undefeated, undisputed, in the playoff, no doubt about it, team. <laughs> and then Oklahoma gets beat by a 6-3 and three Kansas State team. So, top to bottom, who's the best conference in college football right now? I like the ACC, but Florida State is so... Well, with the with the quarterback, obviously, yes. they took a big step back. Yep. No Francois it makes uh-uh. them a different team. Different. Depth-wise, though, I mean, you look at the bottom. Wake Forest is de- decent. They're 3-0. and Yeah. NC State's at least got guys. No, they do. I agree with and you. And they beat Florida State. Mm-hmm. Boston College, you know, at least has a defense. I think top to bottom, it is the ACC. I think you're probably right. I think... Where would you put the Big Ten? <sighs> That's... Give me the give me your power rankings in the Big Ten. Penn State, I agree. Ohio State, yeah, have to right. Michigan, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. We're three. We're three from the East before we get over to the West. Right. Then, 
Iowa? Uh, Who are you putting ahead of them? Out of the next tier, if you will. I saw Minnesota play the very opening night of college football. They were bad. They were bad. I think they've gotten better. Yeah. I think they've gotten better. That's fair. I was way better than I thought they were going to be. They've got, they've got a quarterback, right? And I, right. I didn't think they, I didn't think that uh, that to me was the biggest question mark. They got more than a quarterback. They've got um, they've got young playmakers now on offense that can catch the football. That was my big concern. When when Matt Vandenberg's your go to guy, he's not a go to guy in anywhere else in the Big Ten. Yeah, right. But now they've got some they, they've got some guys there. Uh yeah, I guess I can go there with you. Yeah, I mean, if it's if not them, who? It's certainly not Nebraska. It's not mm-hmm. Northwestern. They've stumbled out of the gates. Mm-hmm. I think Minnesota's better. Nah, we'll find out Saturday. Yeah, I wish that game was. Well, of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that schedule wise, it didn't get any favors here mm-hmm. after everything they put into that game. There's got to be some kind of re- some kind of pullback from the emotional last week. And physical fatigue. It's the get-up factor, Trent. I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm really buying into this because I wasn't I wasn't uh, on Sunday and into yesterday, I wasn't buying the how are they going to get up for Michigan State, but I'm starting to buy how are they going to get up for Michigan State. Game is on the road. Last, I mean, you, last time you were on the field, uh, I mean, ABC was there for crying out loud. It was a phenomenal. It was the last play of the game for crying out loud, right? How do you get up to go to East Lansing to take on a team that does is nowhere near as good? They were three and nine last year. If this was Michigan State a year ago, it's a different conversation. But it was still a team that was three and didn't look very good against Notre Dame. I understand no. they put yards on the board. I don't think Notre Dame's that good. Well, that's another part of the equation. I, th- I think it's going to be difficult for them. And the 99 plays, yeah, they subbed defense alignment in there. But mm-hmm. Jewel, Neiman, Gassed. they played all Gassed. 99 of those plays. And it wasn't just playing 99 plays. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was a hot night. Physically, something has to be taken away. Jewel looked as good as he did since the first game against Wyoming because he did not look the same against Iowa State and, and the two games there, Iowa State and North Texas. He didn't look like the same guy. He was there. Does the ankle come back up? Mm-hmm. You know, was it was it just the, the environment and you get those juices flowing and he was out there and running on adrenaline? We don't know until 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I'm hugely concerned about this one. You know, I put all my chips in the middle, not ready to do that yet with Iowa State beating Texas. But if I had to make a pick right now, I'd be picking Michigan State to win this game. Uh, who's the most surprising team in the Big Ten to you so far? Would it be Purdue? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a 14-10 game still. It was. You know, into the fourth But then quarter. Michigan's defense. I mean, they, they, are, yeah. they are really solid on the defensive side of the ball. And Let's you know, actually, who's... And O'Corn was better than Spite, I think, when he got his chance. I yeah. mean, he, and those crossing patterns were open all day long, mm-hmm. and they took advantage of it. The most surprising team to me is Penn State. I didn't think Penn State was going to be this You good. thought they would take a step back? I thought there was regression. I thought it was more last year. They caught fire. Mm-hmm. McSorley was awful in that game last year against Ohio State. They had no business winning that football game. I mean, right. let's be honest. Right. You go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. The block kick that we all and remember. And that's the but third last week. That's week 10 this year, I think. Sounds I about think, right, yeah. yeah. And I thought Penn State, it was. They kind of got momentum going. The offense was making plays. It was McSorley, you know, a lot of times just throwing footballs up and their big receivers making plays who, by the way, weren't there, aren't there this year. The mm-hmm. only guys that they lost were those two big guys on the outside. But, boy, they're a lot more than that. And that defense, who had some question marks too, boy, they look good. I mean, it's four-star kids that are finally growing into that role. Mm-hmm. The program is building. And, and that would be my biggest surprise. Penn State now is not just good enough to get to a Rose Bowl. I think they're national championship good. Do you really? I, I really do. 
I like that defense so much more than I anticipated, just watching them up close. They're big, they're physical, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, but they were able to, and again, we just got through, finished praising Nate Stanley, but they were able to, you know what they were going to do. They, they were, it's Nate Stanley beat us. Yeah. We, we don't think that you can. Um, and for the longest time, they, they, they bottled up Akram Wadley until the fourth quarter, until he got loose in that football game. When they play a team that's got a, and when will they, as I take a look through the, I mean, when will they, who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten? Who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten? Mm. See, I Who don't think wows you. I don't think McSorley's that good, but I think he might be the guy. Yeah, yeah, right. We, we, we know the deficiencies of JT Barrett. We've talked right. about it's this. not Spike. It's not horny. Maryland book. doesn't have one. No, they're down it's to their not. fourth string one, now. right? I mean, Purdue's got a couple of quarterbacks I actually like. Sure, uh, it's not Tanner Lee. No, regardless I don't think of it what, is either. Regardless of what everybody in Nebraska no. told Thorson? us this summer, nah. right? It, Thorson, he doesn't have an offensive line. He can't be protected. But by default? Kind of, yeah, and it's McSorley, and I, I'm not in love with McSorley, but mm-hmm. here we are. So the first question, who is the, what is the best conference as you look at it right now? I, I think you identified it. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's the ACC. I think there's more depth in the ACC. But I'll say this about the Big 12. I, I think the middle of the Big 12 is... Is maybe I mean Texas Tech was not supposed to be good, and they're really good so far. Yes, now we'll yeah. know a lot more after the Oklahoma State game this mm-hmm. week because Oklahoma State, I would think, is pissed off after they got yeah. embarrassed in their last game. Um, I think Texas is okay. We'll know more obviously. Baylor put a scare in Oklahoma, and I thought they stunk. I don't think they're very good, but um, yeah, the ACC, I guess by by default, so right? So do we go SEC second? Because I don't even know if I want to go there. Well, who else other than Alabama floats your boat? Nobody. Uh, Georgia, that defense is legit. Mm-hmm. And Florida's got a good defense, too. Oh, but uh, Georgia's really good. I agree with you. Their, their offense is mm-hmm. otherworldly awful, though, that Florida team. So I, I can't and put Mississippi it State, who I think we both liked yeah. going into last week, they got exposed a little they, bit. They did. I mean, and could, LSU doesn't have the athletes that they had. Now, this is a down when that that game that's appointment television the mm-hmm. first Saturday in November when it's LSU and Alabama, who's going to rule the West? And the, the this thing's going to be a night game, the one night right, game exactly. that they have. Yeah, this no is going to. I mean, if is it sits here today, this is going to be a blowout. I don't want to say Vanderbilt, Alabama type of blowout, but yeah, this doesn't not much promise there, Trent. I mean, Big Ten and Big Twelve fans that are listening to us right now, you can make an argument that your conferences, each of your conferences, are better this year than the SEC. And I don't With think one it's... exception. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put the caveat there. Right. Take away Alabama. Yeah. And and the argument, I think, is sound for both conferences this mm-hmm. year. The SEC is way down. I like the middle of the Big 12 better than I have over the last few years. And I think the Big 10, um, it, it's, yeah, I think you can make that case. We will ta- we'll talk to Chip Brown. He covers Texas, uh, Texas and Iowa State, if you haven't heard. National Spotlight will be in Ames, Iowa, Thursday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll get into Texas and Iowa State. We continue here. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Your favorite restaurant with the best view in downtown Des Moines is now open for breakfast and lunch seven days a week. The Cub Club Restaurant at Principal Park is open year-round from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. every Every day, check out the great breakfast menu, lunch favorites like the Get Out of My Yard Burger and handmade tenderloins, and on weekends, the Mimosa and Bloody Mary Bar. Visit CubClubRestaurant.com for all the specials. The Cub Club Restaurant at Principal Park. Great food, great views, plenty of free parking, and now open for breakfast and lunch seven days a week. Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al's South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. 
all your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Show 1700 KBGG along with Trent Condon. We are here every Monday through Friday from noon until two. Well, we're a couple of days away from it. It's Texas, it's Iowa State, it's Jack Trice Stadium. ESPN will be here. Chip Brown covers Texas and has for a long time at 24 7 Sports, and he joins us. Uh, Chip, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, good to have you back. How are you, Chip? Ken, how you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate it, as always, coming on. Well, um, you know, obviously, first of all, condolences to to you and uh, your community out there. Is uh, uh, just um, you know, tragedy affects us all, and uh, you're a perfect example of that in your morning show. Um, just just a terrible, terrible story. Tell us about your partner and um, what what will you remember about Sean? Well, Sean and I were kind of thrown together like a boy band back in uh, 2007, and, man, we just sort of grew to became grew to become brothers, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we, we fought like brothers, <laughs> we, but we always had each other's back, um, our kids back whenever, you know, if I was stuck in traffic and I couldn't make it to my daughter's school on time, you know, Sean would go pick her up, you know? I mean, it just, uh, great great uh friendship a talent and he just was always trying to challenge people to do better be better and used his platform on on the morning show to you know try to pick people up get them to chase their dreams and and you know don't be don't be afraid to succeed which means fail and so it's a big loss. I appreciate you asking. Well, you know, look at Sean Adams uh, resonated throughout Big Twelve country. Um, it was a major, major story uh, when uh, when the unfortunate news came, and which goes to show you just uh, you know the the impact that he let uh, on, on a lot of people's lives. Uh, Chip Brown is our guest. Chip, um, let's I guess here and now, right? Uh, leave the real world behind and get into playland, if you will, and that's sports. Uh, and here comes Texas to. Ames on Thursday night, which is a huge game for both schools. I don't want to pinpoint and say it's more important for one school over the other. They're both, you know, trying to take step forwards, steps forward this year. We remember Tom Herman in his days uh, as a an assistant, a coordinator at, at Iowa State. How is uh, how have you found Tom Herman? Is he, you know, from the previous regime there? What's different about Texas football uh, under Coach Herman? Well, I think. Um... You know, I think everyone's still waiting to see the, the, you know, the pop. I mean, honestly, after the loss to Maryland and the way they lost, giving up 51 points, the most ever in a home season opener in Texas football history, certainly not the first impression that Tom Herman was looking to make and, and continued this trend. I mean, at that time, um, well, he has five losses, six losses now as a head coach. And Maryland was the fourth double-digit dog that he'd lost mm. to. So, you know, he, he has a 
a knack for getting his team up for the big game, but losing the little game, um, if you will. And so, you know, this, this is uh, a concern, obviously, for Texas fans. They saw what he did at Houston, and sure, there have been injury problems. I mean, he's he talked about it this week. Uh, both of his offensive tackles, starting offensive tackles, Connor Williams, Elijah Rodriguez, uh, are out for Rodriguez for the season, most likely. Connor Williams uh, hasn't even had arthroscopic surgery yet on the uh, torn meniscus. They're waiting for the swelling to go down. Um, and, you know, his tight end, Andrew Beck, is done for the year with a broken foot. But Texas fans don't care about that. I mean, they want to see Tom Herman, the innovator, who, who helped win a national championship with a third-string quarterback at Ohio State, work some of that same kind of magic at Texas with Shane Bouchelles or Sam Ellinger, Gerard Hurd, Chris Warren, anybody. Just, you know, they haven't scored a point in the first half of their two games against Power 5 opponents. Mm. Not a point uh, on offense. So, you know, that's, that's uh, stultifying. If that happens Thursday night names, the Cyclones are going to believe they're going to win that game. You know, Chip, uh, you mentioned the quarterbacks there and just the, the different options that they have. For this week, for Thursday night, where do you think they're leaning to go between Bouchelle and Ellinger? Well, it sounds like they're going to give Shane Bouchelle uh, the start, but Herman is unpredictable. He said, I'm never going to be pinned down on a decision, and you compete in practice every day. I mean, I think that Ellinger fits the type of quarterback that Herman um, would prefer in, in the offenses he's run the last five years. But Shane Bouchelle is, is deadly accurate. The team believes in Shane. They have two talented quarterbacks, and I think that Herman's going to let Shane go out there first, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them both play in this game. Chris Warren is is a guy that, um, you know, he, he really, I, I guess, was there a lot of second-guessing? Let me phrase the question that way. They didn't seem to, you know, uh, get him involved against USC, and I don't know if it would have made a difference or not, but i got to think that more than four carries were warranted, unless there's an injury there that I don't know about. But the running back, you know, Chris Warren, what's uh, what's been his story so far this year? Is It looks from where we sit that maybe he underutilized in that last game against USC. For sure, for sure. I mean, he came into that game averaging nine yards a carry. He had just tried, in my opinion, to show the coaches how passionate, how committed he is, how – I mean, this is a contract year for him, Ken. This, mm-hmm. is, this is his third year. I mean, yep. he's draft eligible. He, he saw what Deontay Foreman did. Those two were splitting carries, right? and Deontay Foreman, you know, bust loose for 2,028 yards rushing. Chris Warren's dad, you know, Chris Warren Jr., Pro Bowl running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So we were all stunned, I think, that – that they didn't go back to the power running game that they showed against San Jose State, where they're you know pulling guards and running counter and power and 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 trying to get him loose. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see he and Kyle Porter both in the two back set this week, which is something I asked Herman about very early in the season because Texas had had success with that with with Warren and Deontay Foreman two years ago, and. 
you know, he was kind of like, no, I think, you know, we'll probably put Reggie Hemphill maps or little Jordan Humphrey as the other back and the two back. But I, I think that with the way that Kyle Porter has been blocking, uh, they can use him as a lead, as a lead blocker on, on counter plays, power plays, and, and, you know, continue to, to develop Cade Brewer at the tight end spot because I think that he's the future at that position. Mm, interesting. Defensively, uh, we've seen this team, Chip, take a couple of step forwards, the shutout against San Jose State, and then what they were able to do for most of that game against Sam Darnold and USC. Uh, still, I guess maybe the stench of giving up 51 points and over 250 yards rushing to Maryland is sticking with me. What has improved on the defense, and what are they going to have to do against an Iowa State team that's got a lot of weapons? Yeah, I think they were thinking too much still. They, they sort of reverted back to old habits. They were, they were pressing, thinking, not just cutting loose and going, trusting it. And I think against USC Todd Orland- and San Jose State, Todd Orlando got them to just trust it, you know, trust everything we've worked on, just go. And so you saw Malik Jefferson not hesitate at all and you saw that great closing speed that he has and that pop when he gets there. I mean, we've been waiting to see that really since his first game as a freshman against mm-hmm. Notre Dame when he mm-hmm. made some similar plays. Um, and then, you know, it just seemed like he started to get bogged down with, with other things um, instead of just his love of football. And so, you know, I think people are expecting that defense to, to get better. And they were – they didn't, what, they had two sacks in the first two games, both of them in the final seconds, final minutes. Um, you know, they were 123rd in tackles for loss. Obviously, they had eight against USC. That was a step in the right direction. But, you know, USC is a pro-style offense. Iowa State is more of a spread attack a la Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Those are going to be harder offenses to defend than, than a pro-style attack. So I'm very interested to see how Todd Orlando uh, tries to defend Iowa State because I think it will be a good sort of you know look ahead as to how Texas will try to defend teams like OU, Oak State, and TCU. Chip Brown is our guest. Chip, last thing for you. Uh, the conference overall, I mean, we saw Oklahoma struggle against Baylor. We thought Oklahoma State was maybe not unbeatable, but looked as though they were the second-best team. They get pasted last week. Kansas and West Virginia are in a back-and-forth tussle. I think the conference probably top to bottom is better than this year. Would you agree with that, that the conference is better, that uh, you know that if there was an arrow, it would be pointing upwards? Yeah, and, you know, the, the K-State loss of Vanderbilt, and then Alabama beats Vanderbilt 59 yeah, to nothing. Right. That was a tough one. But I agree. I mean, I think, again, I don't you – know, Bob Bowlesby says a lot of coach speak. Like, the championship game coming back was all about getting into the college football playoff instead of the money when we know that the schools wanted the money and it was a, a bit of a compromise. Um, because they weren't going to do a, a Big 12 network or, or expand. So, you know, but I do think that top to bottom, the Big 12 is is deep. And, you know, we could see uh, seven, eight bowl teams this year. I mean, I think Iowa State has improved. Yep. I think 
I think this is going to be Texas a Tech tough has. game. A tough game for Texas. Yeah, Texas Tech's playing well. Uh, their defense, third year under David Gibbs, they look like they're finally, you know, figuring it out and and doing what Gibbs does, which is take the ball away uh, with the five takeaways from Houston last week. But I do think it's a deep conference and, and you know, then throw in the championship game. After you get done yeah. playing everybody, you get to go back and play the second-best team. Love it. Uh, condolences again to your friend and your partner, Sean Adams, on, on his tragic life. And, uh, Chip, thanks for coming on. Appreciate our conversation uh, as we seem to have every year this week. Thank you, Chip. We'll do it again. Thanks, Ken. Good to talk to you. Chip Brown uh, joining us 24-7 Sports. Um, Texas and Iowa State. What did you learn, Trent Conn? Are you coming off your opinion that, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they got to take the points in this game. I'm oh, yeah. with you. Yeah. Absolutely. And, well, and uh, I, I do know one thing that I learned there. What did you learn? I, I love anybody with the name Little Jordan. L-I-L apostrophe. Lil? Lil yep. Jordan. L-I-L apostrophe yep. J-O-R-D-A-N. <laughs> That's a great name. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Yep. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> I wonder if Texas loses this game. I mean that's going to be the you know they'll Zubin be brought one that and up. three they'll be one and three mm-hmm. and and Tom Oklahoma's Herman. next for them right yes it is I want to say Oklahoma's their next game K State first is it K State first and I stand correct K State Oklahoma Oklahoma gotcha. State you, they lose that they're one and three and that's their next three mm-hmm. K State Oklahoma where's the K State game Austin home yeah home neutral R- shootout home. yeah. It, well, this this has got this is major season implications for for Texas this week. Yes. It really and truly is. And, and if you go this, through, is they have to have this trend. As we're talking with Chip, I, I kind of got went through. If they if Iowa State wins, Texas falls in Texas perspective here. They fall to one and three. Best case scenario, they get one of the next three. I guess two of the next three. Well, which two are you going to give them? Right, you, you give them K State and, and you like K State, so that's I hard do. for you to right. give them that win. But if it's one of three, you're looking at then a two and five team. But if it is one and three, you know the one you want to get to placate, right? You yeah, want to win Red River. Exactly. Right. We see that a couple we years have ago. A couple with, years ago. Yeah, yeah, with Strug and Company. At Baylor, at That's TCU, a win. Tough. Kansas at home. Two wins. Lost to him last year. Two wins. <laughs> at West Virginia. Mm, and not Texas an easy Tech. Place. The Texas Tech is uh, better. On a short week. That's a Friday game this year. Getting to six isn't as easy. No, With the loss not. to Iowa State, getting to six is for no sure thing. For both schools, this yes. Thursday night is yeah. so massive for postseason mm-hmm. implications. Ma- I put the Texas Tech game in the win column for Iowa State, even though it's on the road after last year. Texas Tech is better. Yes. Defense is better. Mm-hmm. Shimanick is playing well. Boy, yes. Willie's dropped a pass. He was wide open. <laughs> was that the start? Now, I didn't. He didn't, wasn't here long enough for us to kind of form an opinion on him. He had a, a big spring. You know what? Oh yes, yes. Quad City kid. Yeah. You saw him in high school. He, he can put yards up, but uh, yeah, concentration. I think was that probably got him on Saturday. The play yeah. that I, that I recall. I think that was kind of a talking point. He did mm-hmm. to to be in on every play. Mentally. I think the Big Twelve. This year, top to bottom, is way more competitive than it has been. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech arrows pointing upward. Iowa State arrow is pointing upward. Kansas, yeah. they're better. I think they're probably better. Yeah, they pushed West Virginia last yeah. week. They have better players. 
mm-hmm. you know, they're still not well, good. Well, they got them, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> and especially the recruiting class coming in. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they have some Adidas deals maybe that we don't know about. Maybe I want to look behind that curtain. Right, kind of right. didn't like I didn't want it in the first hour of the show. We'll take a timeout. We'll switch the NFL game. Uh, as we'll finish things up with Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn, harvest, Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like an afternoon snack attack. Now through Saturday, get Chobani Flip Greek Yogurt just 10 for $10. Add more yum to the mix with raspberries and blackberries on sale, two for $5. Then clean up with a three-pack of Clorox Whites. Always a great deal at $5.89. Plus, we've lowered prices on thousands of items. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden Paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Are you in the mood for real? classic homemade italian food well i have the spot for you it's villaggio two locations the newest location in urbandale 2675 100 street the original in norwalk classic dishes like cavatelli spaghetti lasagna and vodka rigatoni top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches a great happy hour and italian done right villaggio 
Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You can register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post-party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. the program it's the ken miller show 1700 kbgg trent condon and jim brinson jimmy b and tc from four until six local sports on your uh, drive home coming up later on today let's get to our buddy tim yotter vikingupdate.com vikings uh, had a big win this past weekend uh, maybe it was Tampa Bay on the other side of the field because Case Keenum seems to light up when he sees those Buccaneers. Hello, Tim Trent Condon, Ken Miller. How's things? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. What was the, uh, I mean, I, I didn't see the Tampa score coming. I really didn't. I thought that they might pull, uh, be able to pull the game out. But this was a different team, a different offense than we saw take the field the week before in Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe that's a product of the Steelers. But, boy, they had their way with the Buccaneers, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I think it it comes down to a few things. Yeah, I think, you know, the difference between the Steelers' defense and and Bucks' defense is one of them. Playing at home for the Vikings also definitely makes a difference. And then Case Keenum kind of having at least a few days to process the fact that he's going to be the starter instead of a few hours Mm -hmm. makes a big difference, too. And I think they started to tailor things around his strengths. And, you know, looking back at that game, you got the feel during the game that that uh, Keenum just had a better command of things. But, boy, when you go back and watch it on a play-by-play basis, he really seemed to know what he was doing and what he was up against on each play. And so 
I, I think all of that factored in. It, it, it was definitely a, a much different looking offense. Uh, Case Keenum uh, sounds like uh, he's going to get the start again this week. What is the Bradford situation? Will we see him um, prior to? Because what do they have? They're they're in the NFC North for the next three, right? It's Lions, yes, uh, it's Lions, then Bears on Monday night for Packers. So will we see him in one of those NFC North tilts? Do you think? I would think so. I mean, looking at him last week in practice, Wednesday, he still looked like, you know, he, he he was feeling the effects of the knee. Thursday, he actually looked better. And I I thought at that point, well, you know, he, he has a chance to, to play in, in Sunday's game. And then, of course, Friday, he's not at practice. He goes down to Florida to, to get checked out by Dr. James Andrews and, and see what's going on with the knee. You know, fortunately, it looks like there's no structural damage there, but the swelling in the knee has to be a concern. And, you know, when I asked Bradford on Wednesday if he thought that this could be a, a potentially chronic issue, you know, he didn't deny it. He just kind of said, we'll have to see as things go along here. So uh, there's got to be some concern for sure, especially considering the quarterback decisions that the Vikings will have to make sometime you know, before at least March of next year. Well, Tim, we knew that the offensive line this year would be a step up from what they trotted out at the end of last season after all the injuries here. How would you rate the offensive line right now? And as these guys, you know, start to get each other, know each other a little bit better, how much more upside do you believe there is on the Vikings O-line? Well, I think anytime you're talking offensive line, you know, the old cliche is the longer they're together, the better they play. And I think that should be the case. Um, you know, I, I was. We've talked about it before. I was, I was a bit surprised that they let Alex Boone go, just because of what it does for the depth mm-hmm. at, at the interior of that offensive line. And I don't think Nick Easton has fully settled in at all at left guard. I think he can play a lot better than he has. So, you know, I do think there there is some upside. I still think they're they are pretty thin at that position. I mean, they have two rookies in reserve spots now, not. Not the next line of depth, but you know if they would get a couple of people hurt, they would would potentially have to call on on some rookies that uh, you know were either mid round picks or undrafted guys, and so that has to be a concern, especially considering what the Vikings offensive line went through last year, and you you see the effects of that in Green Bay too, as they've struggled through some offensive line injuries this year. Uh, is Trey Wayne starting to become the the guy that they thought he was going to be when they drafted him a couple of years back? He, as a lot of guys do. I mean, it takes a while for that light to go on. It seems to me. I mean, the speed's always there. Um, it seems to me that you know you got Rhodes on the other side, so Wayne's going to see a lot of balls coming his way. I think so far, at least in year three, I think we're seeing a difference make a, a different player here. Tim, is that uh, is that your assumption as well? Well, um, you know, I, I said in his rookie year when he was getting hammered that he has all the athletic skills needed, and, and I, I truly still believe that he's got speed, he's got decent size. I think where he's progressed is he's becoming a better tackler and a better run stopper, but I still have concerns about him being too passive uh, on passing downs, where he's giving too much cushion, rather than trusting himself, I think is the biggest issue, that he can play a receiver tightly and has the speed to make up in, in case he gets double moved, but also being in better position to make a play on the ball rather than 
allowing the guy to catch it three to five yards in front of you and then coming up and making the tackle. So I still think there's a ways for him to go in his development, but you know there are signs of progress at least. Back to the quarterback position and Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Florio, Pro Football uh, Talk yesterday, had a report that he is uh, possibly getting closer to return. We know this is going to be handled with kid gloves here. Can you envision a scenario where Bridgewater is back playing quarterback this season? Um, If you would have asked me a few weeks ago, I would say probably not. Uh, But a couple of things have come up since then. Number one is the Bradford situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you talk about is Bridgewater ready to play or not, or will he be when he's eligible to start practicing after week six, if you look at it from the Bridgewater camp, yes. He, you know, I think Teddy fully believes that. I think the Bridgewater camp wants him to be out there practicing and, uh, you know, getting a look to to be ready to play week eight, week ten, or at least be on the roster week eight, week ten. Um, but uh, also, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking into the locker room and saw Teddy doing a workout on the field and. It was definitely the most strain that I had seen him put on that knee where he was doing, you know, bended knee karaoke-type drills and doing them pretty vigorously, going side to side and, you know, really putting pressure on that knee. And that was the biggest indication to me that things are progressing for him. Now, we're not going to know until he gets into practice situations and perhaps at some point this year, maybe game situations, uh, just how well he's able to protect himself. But I still think it's pretty iffy if the Vikings are going to make that move to put him on the 53-man roster sometime between Week 8 and Week 10. Um, but I do think that the Bridgewater camp believes he'll be ready to do that. Interesting. Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Tim, last thing, three weeks uh, into the season, we have three teams at 2-1. and one. The Bears got found the win column this past week in overtime. Um, from you know where you sit, looking at the North, is are the Packers still the team to beat? What would size it up for us three weeks in, Tim? I think it's it's becoming more and more wide open between you know the Packers, the Vikings, and the Lions. Um, I just think that you know some of the Packers' weaknesses have been exposed. They you know they still I don't believe have a, a running game that that's going to be able to. Uh, be reliable when they need it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I think some of their injuries on the offensive line have put uh, Aaron Rodgers in a bad situation at times. And, you know, the defense, I'm still not completely sold on. But all that said, when you have Aaron Rodgers back yeah. there, you're, you should be in contention. The Lions, I think, are a little bit more well-rounded. Um, you know, I still believe they need a better running game to help complement them. And, you know, the Vikings, I still think that that offensive line has to prove it over the course of a season. So, you know, each of these teams, I think, has potential warts that could become worse as the year goes on. Um, but, you know, I, I can't say right now that anybody is, is a definite favorite over the other one. I mean, I looked at uh, ESPN came out with their uh, football power index and, you know, who's the favorite to win the division. The Vikings were actually at the top of those three at like 44%, um, you know, and then the Packers and then the Bear, uh, Lions not too far behind. So 
I think it's still very much wide open in anybody's race at this point. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Thank you. Out of time. Appreciate you coming on, as always, Tim. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Take care. Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Uh, Trent, let, let's kind of finish where we started. All right. We spent the first hour, obviously, talking about the uh, uh, the NCAA news today, the college basketball news. Um, is Patino coached his last game at Louisville? It, it feels like that to me. I don't know how you survive this, especially on the heels of what they were just going through. Yeah, I mean, the, the comments that he made, the comments that are inside the docking about the unidentified coach saying, we got to keep this a little bit more under the radar, mm-hmm. even than he normally would. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I don't think a guy like that, even with the Hall of Fame career that he's had, I don't think he survives. I don't think he does either. How about Pearl? Gone. I, mean, I think he is, that, too. That's an automatic. Underwood, interesting. He didn't bring Evans with him to no, Illinois. Right. He's been, you know, he was at Steve. He was only in Oklahoma State for a year. Right. It was Stephen F. Austin beforehand. And then Sean Miller. And that's the that's one. That's the one that I think. I don't. Uh, Sean Miller, I think, is in deeper water than anyone he wants to admit right now. And I think I'm in that case. I think because I kind of like Sean Miller. Mm-hmm. And I like Arizona a little bit because of sure, the Lute I'm factor. with you. Yep. You know, Lute Olson mm-hmm. and the Iowa. So, yeah, I might be kind of, I got the wool over my eyes on that one. Sean is, Miller in trouble, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think it's crazy to think. Is college basketball better? No, than it was four hours ago. No, no, it's not better. It's not like oh, well, we got these bad bad <laughs> apples yeah, out of right. here. Now we're good. It's it's still shady. No, there's still many layers to listen, but I don't want him to pull back any more layers. That's I enough. Really and truly, don't. I think Patino's coached his last game. I really and truly do. I'm coming around to your line of thinking there. Initially, eh, I was wishy washy mm-hmm. on it. Now, one of the biggest names in the sport is this going to be his? Final chapter in coaching. Not the chapter, obviously, that you want. Right. Would have been nice maybe to walk away a couple of years ago with the national championship, mm-hmm. but he came back, and it has not gone well. He'll just get a condo over by Target Field, watch Probably a little Ricky so. up there at Minnesota. Well, for as long as he lasts well, over there, right? Until probation comes his way, right? Well, maybe so. Uh, does it fall far from the He's tree, got some right? Dudes. Chip off the old block. Mm-hmm. He does have some dudes, no doubt about that. Obviously, that, this uh, story is continuing to unfold. Um, what are you and Jimmy B? Are you touching the story today? Yeah, we'll take a look at that uh, early on. We also have Alex Halstead and his two. Well, you got a spot, short show today, but the Hawkeye Huddle That's at right. five o'clock. I don't think those guys will be touching that tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. Penn State, Iowa, a then Michigan recap. State, Iowa will be on tap for the Hawkeye Huddle five o'clock on. We are back tomorrow from noon until 2 right here on 1700 KBGG. Thanks for listening. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Craft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. We alarm our houses, and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples, it's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11417. Exclusion supply. Another money-saving secret from Arm & Hammer. My name is Malena. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I love Arm & Hammer Sensitive Skin Plus Scent Laundry Detergent. It cleans really well. It doesn't irritate my skin, and it smells wonderful. Arm & Hammer Sensitive Skin Plus Scent has a skin-friendly scent people love, so it's preferred two-to-one over the leading free and clear detergent, and it costs up to 30% less. We've been on a very tight budget lately, so it's a no-brainer. The clean you need at a fraction of the cost. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-157. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 